What do you do if your ideal customer isn't who you thought they were? That's what I talk about with Jennifer Joyce today. She is the president at Spot on Fence, and we get into how she came into the company and actually put the company through an exercise using small data, which we talk about in the conversation, how she did one-on-one conversations with people to really unlock some very valuable insights that allowed her now to probe deeper and actually recreate and kind of redefine where the brand was going with Spot on Fence and unlock a whole new customer base. I love this conversation. I think it's a good exercise for marketers to take a step back, like really take a step back and go, hey, are we marching in the right direction? And Jennifer was able to, you know, adjust course when it came to spot on fence. So I think you all will really like this episode. But before we get into that, as always, we put on the show here at Cave. We're an agency based out of Los Angeles that helps companies grow primarily through social. So if you need help with social media, head over to cavesocial.com. Hit that contact us. We would love to chat. All right. Sit back, relax, enjoy this episode. What's shaking, my marketing people? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I'm sitting with Jennifer Joyce. She is the president at Spot on Fence. Jennifer, how you doing? Good. Glad to be here. I'm excited to have you on. First, this is our first interview back in 2022, so I'm excited to get back in the swing of things, talk to some marketers like yourself. I want to hear all about you know, Spot on Fence, some of the things that you've gone through with identifying your customers, really reimagining the brand almost, and then repositioning and saying, okay, this is who we're talking to, this is what we're about, and the exercise that you went through to do that. But before we hop in, I do want to lay the foundation for the listeners and just hear a little bit about your story. How did you get into the crazy world of marketing, accidental, planned? What's your path been like so far? Yeah, so I started my career in strategy consulting with Deloitte and went to business school, which is a common path. But then I knew I wanted to work in industry. I didn't want to do consulting. And I thought probably marketing, but I went to Staples, actually. They have a training program for MBAs. So I did strategic planning for two years, and then I went and worked for staples.com doing marketing. And that was my first job in marketing. I loved it. I love the instant gratification of sending an email and getting sales and you know running a campaign and getting sales. So that's kind of how my career started was there at Staples. And then from there, I actually went on to work for a number of different consumer brands doing direct-to-consumer marketing, mostly startups that I was involved helping to grow in many industries, online poker, beauty, wine. I co-founded a startup actually in the wine space. And then pet products. I worked at a company before this one that made pet outdoor products. And then from there, ended up at Pet IoT Device Company. I love it. So, you know, you took some of that experience and then were able to go, okay, from gaming to pet space, to wine, to all of these things. And now you're able to be like, okay, did you know at that point where like, okay, I want to be in the pet space? Was that kind of calling you or was it more so the opportunity came up and you're like, hey, this is a cool opportunity. I'm going to jump on this. I definitely am passionate or interested in all the industries that I've worked in, but they're not necessarily, for example, online poker. I w- I'm not a po- necessarily a poker player. I'm not an online poker player. I think what 
the common theme there is more very interesting target customers. And the businesses at the time I joined them were facing significant challenges. Either they had stagnant growth or they didn't know how to tap into, into the market. This, the company that I joined where I am now was founded by several engineers from the defense space who thought, hey, it'll be easy to launch a consumer product. No problem. We can launch it. We can market it. And they realized they didn't understand the marketing piece. So being able to come in and help them to understand who their customer is, what does their customer want, make sure the product met those needs, and then obviously change the, you know, revamp the branding and the marketing strategy to really reach the best customers, you know, resulted in success. So I think in all of those businesses, I joined somewhere where the business had already started, but they needed help in terms of, you know, finding the right customer and getting traction. Yeah. And that's where it starts to, you're able to really like apply the fundamentals, right? Be like, okay, let's get yes. back here and then like blocking and tackling and okay, like fundamental stuff here. Let's figure out who's the customer. What do they want? What are they interested in? Yep. How can we speak to them? Where are they hanging out? All of those things. Now, before we hop into Spot on Fence, I want to kind of for the listener here, let's get the elevator pitch. What is Spot on Fence? And then we can talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the product and how you all have grown. Sure. So Spot on Fence is a wireless containment system. It allows you to contain your dog in any sort of outdoor space you want without having to actually build a physical wood fence or a chain link fence. And it does that through our device, which is both GPS and cellular enabled. And essentially the way that it works is you would walk, let's say you want to contain your dog in your backyard. You would walk the perimeter of your backyard. You set it as a fence on the device. The device is basically a dog collar that your dog wears as your dog approaches the boundaries. It's communicating with the GPS satellites. And as they get close to the boundary, they would get a set of alert and warning tones that you've trained the dog to understand mean turn around. And then if they try to cross over the boundary, it's optional, but you could have it vibrate or issue a static correction. And that's a very effective way of containing your dog. 90 plus percent of dogs can be trained to this type of a system. And the innovation really is that, you know, it's completely portable. So it's on a dog collar. So if you have a second home, you go to the, you know, maybe you walk a beach regularly, you can go and set it up at a beach so your dog can't get in the parking lot or in, you know, dangerous rocks. You can take it to your mom's house when you go for Thanksgiving. So the innovation is that it's easy to set up. You don't have to build something physical like a fence and it's portable and you can take it anywhere you go. I love it. And the video on their website on uh, spotonfence.com actually does a great job just showing what the product's all about. And I'm already thinking about, and I take my dog to the beach and yep. that would be very useful because let's just say she likes to chase seagulls and sometimes <laughs> quite far away from me where now I am chasing seagulls as well. So I can already see the use case for myself. Now, when you started and, and you came into the project and we spoke a little bit about this offline, but the customer was, was identified as kind of this suburban family, right? Talk to me right. a little bit about the exercise or how you went through figuring out one, you know, who the customer really is, which ended up being, well, I'll let you describe what the customer ended up being, what you all found. But talk to me through like getting in, was was there any like aha moments? Was there data points? Was it like, hey, we're not selling at the same velocity we need to be? Like, what was the thing that kind of 
said, hey, let's take a step back and really re-examine who the customer is. And then what did you find when you went through that? Yeah. So when I joined, they had been operating for, or they'd been selling the product for about 11 months. So we had some data. Their customer acquisition cost was almost as much as the retail price. So obviously that's not sustainable. So I actually just went, when I started, I started in December and by January, I was actually personally on the phone with customers doing customer research. And really, it, we, we did a quantitative survey to those customers. And then I did a lot of phone interviews. And really, what I was trying to find out was who were the people that loved us? What were the challenges that people who really wanted our solution having with our system? And who were the people either who hated us or for whom the, the system just didn't seem like a great fit? And really, you know, we did a quantitative survey, as I said, but then really, it's those qualitative interviews I did and talking to the customers that it really became apparent that this system was amazing for people that had two plus acres. You know, if you have multiple acres and you want your dog to be able to run on that property, then building a wooden fence on five acres is not practical. The other alternative would be something like the brand Invisible Fence that requires you to bury a wire. And that system typically is not too effective over five acres. And even for multiple acres, it can be quite expensive. It started to become clearer and clearer to me that the people that were super passionate about us, the people that, you know, even despite some of the challenges we had since it was the first generation product and we invented the category, were willing to stick with us, right? Became clearer and clearer that these people were the people that had multiple acres, people with livestock guardian dogs, where their dogs are out 24-7 guarding their livestock and their their property. So that started to become really clear. And then when you started to, when we were looking at, you know, the typical suburban customer with a half an acre, they have a lot of options. Building a fence on half an acre, not a big deal, right? There are some people who live on properties where they're not allowed to build a fence, like their HOA. But typically, if you have half an acre, you can actually build a fence. If they wanted portability, there are a couple of options that can work for small, like quarter acre properties. They call them wireless fences, but they use a base station. So those people had a lot of options. And also GPS is an imperfect technology. GPS has shift, even with we use very high quality, expensive GPS antennas. Even with that high quality, you can see that the line, the boundary line shift between three and 10 feet. So if you've only got half an acre, three to 10 feet is a lot versus if it's five acres, it doesn't really matter if it's three feet different than what you thought it would be. So all these kind of things started to come together. And so that initial customer research was foundational for the start of the change. But we did eventually after that, about six months later, work with an agency to do a more in-depth market segmentation survey so we could kind of see how big these customers who are our targets that are living our rural properties, is there a big enough market there for us, right? And we did find that that's true. And then from there, you know, we developed new branding and focus more on larger properties, but also a lot of people right now, especially with COVID, are aspirational. A lot of people would really love to move to somewhere they have a couple acres where they can have a kitchen garden, they can have some chickens or goats or something like that. So a lot of you'll see in our imagery and our marketing, we've moved to a lot of that, even if people are, you know, living in the suburbs on an acre, there's still a lot of aspiration, you know, for those kind of beautiful landscapes and those kind of properties. I love it. And one of the things you reminded me of there is there's this book called Small Data. I think I'll get the, I'll put it in the, yep. the link at the show notes page listeners, but I love the idea of small data sometimes about one-on-one conversations. Like let's, sure, yep. we did a survey, we sent out a form, but like, no, let's pick up the phone. Let's talk to people. Let's hear like that firsthand what it really meant, 
right? And things like, hey, you know, putting a fence around four acres wasn't, it's not practical. Or you heard vice versa from people in the suburbs. Like, honestly, like, yeah, we just build a fence. I don't know. Like, and then you start to be able to see it crystallize and you go, oh, okay. And then that's kind of just gives you a little bite and you're able to go deeper and deeper and see, like you said, figuring out actual segmentation with an agency. Is this valid? Should we go after it? Oh, it is. Now you're able to go through and take those next steps. So I love that. Now I am curious and I see something on the website, but I'm interested in this is I know with some products and we had a, a person on who did pet dog ramps and he said, uh, one mm-hmm. of the problems was he said, eventually we're going to run out of customers and they needed to start developing other products. Now, has that come up? And I, I see one thing here. It looks like a consistent purchase thing. Walk me through. Is this an app or what's going on? Yeah. Well, so our product does, it's cellular enabled. And in order for your device, your caller to be able to connect to cellular, it needs to be have its own subscription. So we do have a recurring, it's a very nominal fee, $7.95 a month to have that connection. But we, of course, our engineering team has a product development roadmap and we're working on other products both products that we could sell to our existing customers, so things that are complementary to what we're doing right now, as well as trying to develop products that tap into our containment, but tap into different market segments. So uh, potentially for smaller yards, things like that. I love it. No, it's it's so cool. And it's so cool to hear these stories and, and also see the paths of uh, you know marketers like yourself. Jennifer, this has been awesome. Now for anybody who wants to learn more about Spot on Fence, where should they head? Yeah, they can head to uh, spotonfence.com. Amazing. So I will put a link to that in the show notes. Go over. Hey, and I know a couple of you. I know I'm, I'm speaking to one person who has lives on 50 acres, one of my friends who listens to the show. So I know he's listening right now. This one's for you. Go check it out. Get that product. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Um, 